Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, Brock and I are going to be addressing some of the drama that was going on on the timeline between LA Thieves and FaZe and everyone. We're going to be talking about uh, Toronto Ultra's roster move, our overall thoughts on ranked play after the first you know, extended weekend here of being able to play it. Then we're going to talk about some of the matches from the previous weekend, some of the more entertaining ones. Uh, and then we're going to get into predictions for this weekend's upcoming matches. So pretty standard episode here today. Got a little drama to talk about before we talk uh, some more in-detail COD reactions and predictions. So excited to get into that. If you guys enjoy this one on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can kind of tell here as we get into the middle of the year, we're getting into the slow season for Call of Duty content and competitive content. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep pushing through that. Um, and if you're on audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review on there. We're getting closer and closer to that 1,000 subscriber goal. So if you guys are listening for the first time here in this intro, we'd appreciate it if you drop a sub and help us get there. Um, but let's get into it. Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, doing pretty good for this fine Monday evening. You know, pretty pretty honest Monday, you would say, but <sighs> not get too excited. But yeah, I'm excited to get in this podcast, though. Yeah, let's let's talk. Let's talk about some drama first. Um, Draza versus Slasher, mostly Ooh. kind of a LAT versus phase, I guess, in general. <clears throat> All the players are pretty much tweeting about it. But Draza versus Slasher was the the heart of it. I'm going to pull up the the little screenshot of the tweets overall that we got. You know, this isn't all of it, but kind of the summary. Um, back in January 24, 2022, so probably like the kickoff classic, uh, Simp like quoted a, a picture of, you know, Draza doing like the one-way smoke cheese in uh, in Vanguard. I almost said Cold War. Um, and he said, well-deserved loss for doing this in a match. This is the exact reason why smoke shouldn't be in competitive right now. And uh, obviously, obviously after uh, LAT took out phase, um, he quote tweeted the hat uh, with a picture of selling him on the staircase and said, well-deserved for doing this in a match. This is the exact reason why staircase glitching is GA'd right now. And then from there on, Slasher got into it with him. He was like, he's not staircase glitching. You have to be uh, laying down on the staircase, uh, staircase quit being weird. Draza came back and said, basically, if you saw my POV, you'd be thinking different. And Slasher's like, uh, no, I wouldn't be. Uh, don't you guys have sound equalization on, by the way? Um, and then... We saw the clip and it was it was proven that he actually was not staircase glitching. He was strafing and crouching, you know, although it was a insane heady. Um, Slasher maybe and Selium got into potentially accusing Draza of Adderall abuse, which we're not probably going to get into here because that's a whole different topic. Um, yeah. But uh, a wild, wild, wild uh, set of accusations and stuff going on. People are going at each other. Um, and also, everybody was kind of saying, like, when Selium tweets, we listen, because Selium rarely tweets. It never gets in beef with people. He just kind of just, you know, puts his head down and grinds some cod. But interesting, uh, they were going at it. Slasher was right. He wasn't technically laying down on the staircase or staircase uh, glitching, but wild to see that crazy drama go down the timeline. Yeah, the good old beef between those two, L.A.T. and FaZe. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I don't know, Draza. I mean, I, from his point of view, I saw it. It looked like he has a nasty heady. It looks disgusting. <laughs> it's just a cellium spot, you know. It's not very glitching. Just doing his thing. You can do too, and all that. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. I also I do respect Slasher because he always does like at least from like an outside perspective, he always seems to be like the guy pushing for competitive integrity all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, it's always a guy that, like, seems to be doing the right thing in that aspect. So I really respect that because, like, I don't know. This is, like, about to sound like, like, the old head talking about 80s basketball. But I always, like, 
appreciated competitive integrity and i would agree it's kind of been seeming to go by the wayside aka everybody's snaking this year um because like first of all it makes the game a lot worse now i'm not going to sit here and blame the players fully for the snaking aspect because hello infinity ward open your eyes see how bad this looks and fix it um because at the same time if somebody's snaking you like crazy what are you supposed to do not snake back i kind of i do get that perspective Mm -hmm. um and I guess that kind of could apply to the loudness equalization thing we're about to talk about. But like, I do appreciate Slasher always kind of fighting for competitive integrity because it's something, like he said, I can't technically tell if anybody has loudness equalization on, but like, we're all saying we're not going to use it. So it's kind of an honor code thing. And I appreciate him always like champion for that because he gets roasted for doing it a lot, but he just continues to do it and trying to fight for the good of the game. So what's best for the CDL? Yeah, and I appreciate that, but... He all of a sudden went on uh, as they were talking about it, like he went on the flank and stuff. And he said over 50% of the league is using loudness equalization. Obviously they can't use it on LAN; It's banned on there for, but for, but for whatever reason on like CDL accounts, they can't also ban it uh, mm-hmm. when it's online. But he says he thinks over 50% of the league is he said the bottom four teams, they're all using it because they need to get uh, extra, uh, extra points. And then he said, he knows, I think he said that he knows like at least half the players on LAT are using it. Um, like uh, Scrappy came in and said like he doesn't use it but he knows at least one person on his team does and like because they know everybody else is using it and I believe as of now like the only team we know that doesn't use it is like FaZe they said all four of them do not use it which doesn't shock me I mean they have Slasher on their team Mr. Competitive Integrity so I wouldn't be shocked if they don't use it but wild that like they agreed to not use it but like half the league's using it anyways you know what it reminds me of? Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the MW year. I don't know if you remember this or like we're paying close enough attention, but remember when there was like that mini map glitch? Oh, I I, I saw a clip of this like after the fact like, of the game. I don't remember exactly what it was or what the details were, but it was like something where like if you died and like paused in a certain way or something, you could like basically like when you pulled up like the full map like you can in the pause menu, you could see the other team's dots. Yeah, yeah. That's where everyone was. I might I might not be saying the details right that could be off, but it sort of reminds me of that because it's like a completely broken way to play the game. Like loudness equalization breaks the game. It's basically like having walls. Um yeah, literally. <laughs> same with I mean the thing in MW was literally a way to cheat and break the game. Like you could see where the entire other team was. Mm-hmm. So like if people would like purposely die on rotation um in MW to be able to pull up their map and see where everybody else was so they could break them easier, which I mean, in my opinion, that's that's cheating. Like you can literally see where the other team is. Um, it kind of reminds me of that. It's like a unpoliceable, like bug yeah, in the game. You can't really track it. Like telling you, you can't. You, can't it. <laughs> like, you basically can know when somebody's using it, but you can't technically like a hundred percent prove it because you can't screenshot their settings. Yeah. So I, I don't same, know. Same with the sound equalization. Like yeah. It, like I, I, I play. I don't want to like players. Don't want to use it. But if, if someone's using it against me, and I know it, I might as well just turn it on. Like to be at the yeah. same, same level at, at that point. Like with the amount of money be, and you know career yeah. that's on the line, money, the CDL points, try to get the champs. It all. Yeah, it's just it's it's a mess. I wish there was a way that the CDL could just ban it on their accounts or something. I don't know, because we don't want to be they, seeing that. It, it ruins matches. Yeah, literally, there's got to be a way to ban on the on the counts. You would think, um, but I more. guess maybe there isn't, or they would be. They'd be doing it. But um, mm-hmm. next piece of news: Hixie in for Standy. This uh, obviously, 
as you guys know, if you're listening to the previous podcast stuff, I was at a joint bachelor uh, bachelorette party this weekend where I uh, I'm the best man in the wedding. So I was busy the whole weekend. Um, I wasn't able to watch as much as I would have liked to this past weekend. I caught a lot of the Sunday matches when I came home, but overall wasn't able to catch as much. Uh, so I don't know what happened. All of a sudden when I went on Twitter and I saw Standy was benched, that was kind of a out of nowhere, kind of a shocker thing. And it seems like it was maybe a team chemistry thing. They didn't appreciate the way Standy was handling himself is kind of what I got from it. That could be incorrect, but um, mm-hmm, Standy so. was tweeting like and getting backstabbed and all this stuff and like was really upset. Standy's mom I saw was tweeting really upset. <laughs> um, but Hixie is in. Uh, there is a little bit of, I guess, not as much of a shock factor because they've had him on the bench for quite some time now. Clearly, they they saw something in him. If you keep a guy as your substitute player for two seasons, you definitely see something in him. And he has a lot of history playing challengers with Scrappy, so that connection seems mm-hmm. to make a lot of sense as Scrappy is probably like their franchise player at this point. Yeah, just just very awkward. It's like random. Like it was like Friday, I think midday, maybe or maybe a little bit. Later in the night, just, you know, Sandy's like, I'm benched, and he's going, he's in the starting position. Yeah, it sounded like it was like a weird situation, too. It sounded like he was like talking to them, and like everybody was ignoring him. Then all of a sudden, they like were like, Oh, by the way, you're benched. And then he was just like, Oh, uh, okay. He like, he didn't see it coming at all, I guess. Yeah, it's just like something <clears throat> unfortunate for Sandy, but yeah. yeah, seems like a weird situation, but I guess like. I do think Hixie's a really good player. I think like he he was consistently winning in challengers last year with Scrappy and like mm-hmm. has always been at the top of challengers when he was able already uh, had to sub in for like a match last year. He didn't look like terrible. Like, I do think he has a lot of talent, but I also believe Standy has a lot of talent. Um, yeah, I wonder I if they'll keep him on the bench because I mean their history in MW they had like that full ten man roster and didn't get rid of like any of them. Then in um, Cold War they bench methods halfway through and never uh, sold them off to another team. So I guess we'll have to wait and see if they're willing. Um, I would just to like send off a player midseason because we have never seen it from them really that I can think of. You know, I know they don't want to, but I know that Stan wants to get back out to competing. So yeah, I mean, I guess like you know we can say the obvious option. I guess they did improve this past weekend, but like you know, Standy uh, over to um, Seattle, maybe slide Mac to a flex that he played a little bit and. Uh, MW, you know, slide Sib, you know, over that main role, get Standy uh, as Preds duo. That would look a little nice on the map, even if they, you know, add both Illy and Standy over there for accuracy and Mac. Otherwise, oh, but man, that would be a great roster, but you know, but people might say like Standy <laughs> for uh, accuracy makes no sense, but trust me, Mac and Sib could run the two ARs for that team. Uh, yeah. While Standy and Pred play the subs, that that could definitely happen. Mac has been a flex before; he could definitely flex again and use an AR. Mm-hmm. Mac's got a lot of talent, regardless of what people seem to have their hot takes that he sucks. Mac's got a lot of talent. Definitely does. Um, um, but yeah, Hixie for standing, interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say Seattle's probably not making a change now since they they won. <laughs> yeah, they won three all day. They just bought themselves another month on their roster, yep, probably with the way they operate. Yep. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, all right, last thing before we do, not going to do like a full reactions. This might end up being a little shorter of an episode since we're not going to do that. But last thing before we dive into just overall reactions and predictions is rank play. Obviously came out uh, last week, uh, Wednesday, and I was able to play a ton. We played a ton on Wednesday night, and then Thursday I had work, and then immediately after work left um, to go on that little trip for the bachelor party. So it was gone pretty much from there on, and then played a little bit sunday night so i've really only been able to play like the one night on wednesday and then a little bit on sunday Mm -hmm. 
I had a lot of fun with it. It seems to be, I would say, from initial impressions, one of the better ranked play systems, if not the best we've had in COD. Yes. Obviously, you have to see the little nuances. I'd say it's up there. Um, I, I would like still put World that. War II in ahead of Vanguard, probably, in terms of not, not talking about games, just purely talking about the system. Yeah. I'd probably put I, World I, War II ahead of Vanguard. Um, yeah, a lot, I would, a lot I would, to like about this one. I would agree. I just, for me, I, I like it so far. But I think I feel like isn't it like you sometimes you gain like a hundred, like hundred and twenty. Then like next game you can you only lose like twenty, thirty. Yeah, it seems like every game that I lose, I'm losing like thirty or less. But every one I win, I'm I'm getting like ninety or more. So you basically just have to like, win win one of one win one game out of four to like just be even. Or it, what I I have the theory though that like they have like a rank in mind for where you should be. Um, like based on your skill base that they have on your data from pubs, maybe some data they have from your ranks in the previous CODs, like uh, just, I guess, just Vanguard. And then like, since everybody started in bronze, they maybe juice up the amount of SR you're getting. So like, if you're supposed to be like a diamond player, you're going to get a lot for every win in the previous divisions and not lose a lot because they're trying to get you up to where you should be to help yeah. those lower players. Cause you know, everything seems to be catering to the lower players in COD nowadays. So I, I do think that's the case, but a lot of good features. Um, obviously, like we're not talking about the game because you know the game is not the best. Um, so, like, I don't really want to talk about like get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to talk about like map set and yeah. like, people using loudness equalization and, and the cheats. Like obviously, all that stuff is a massive negative. The maps of the game is a negative. The loudness equalization is a negative. But that's like I'm more talking in this segment about purely the system, which I think is incredible. If they had something like this every year. It would be awesome. The only thing I could make it better was drop it on launch of the game. Yeah, it's so um, so far so far so good. That top two fifty leaderboard is really cool. How they have like the special profiles for like the verified pro accounts. Uh huh. Yeah, I I like that a lot. That's extremely cool. You can kind of like go see where the pros are and how close you are to them. Uh, whether you're yeah. a, a bronze or silver player, or you're up there in like crimson and iridescent trying to get to the top two fifty. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to play a lot, but I think I just crossed. What does platinum start at? Thirty six hundred. Yeah, Platinum's 36. So you've obviously had a lot more time to play than me. You're in Plat, I know. I think I just hit 3K, which I mean, I've only been able to play like that one night it dropped on Wednesday night and like a few hours yesterday. So I've only been able to play probably like less than eight hours and I'm already at like 3K. So yeah, climbing up. I'll, if we play, you know, tonight or the next few days, I, I should be in Plat, maybe pushing Diamond by the end of the week if I have some time to play. Um, That's the goal, but doesn't always work like that <laughs> yeah it's it's fun to play though I, I like it a lot um now imagine if they drop this system on a, a game like a bo2 an aw a bo3 um a bo4 imagine if they dropped this on one of those games it would be an addiction if they would have dropped this when like you like and me four? and our squad and bo4 was grinding we're top 250 oh my god we might have been top 250 in that game we were unreal that game was so fun like why could that have not had? We we were addicted to playing ranked in that game, and the rank system was maybe the worst of all time. I know it was just like it was just like what was it? Just like, it was just mosh pit. It was just CDL mosh pit. Yeah, you're playing for nothing. There was no such thing as a rank. You're just playing for like the ladder points, which did nothing for you. So yeah, man, if they had dropped the this, <laughs> they had dropped this in BO4, we've been top two fifty. Um, yeah, unreal. I wish they would have had it, but can't go back in time. Hopefully, we just go back to having those games. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say. I didn't put this in the news, but before we move on, did you see the leak 
nobody knows if it's true maybe it got debunked maybe it's fake so maybe we're just talking about nonsense now but did you see the leak about the next cod title uh i saw something about like project jupiter maybe yeah you know what that sounds like space you know what space reminds me of advanced movement jetpack your back <laughs> <laughs> it is sledgehammer you know they made advanced warfare aw2 um that's probably complete and absolute and utter cap um but i did see that i it could be a like a literal fake leak i don't really know um yeah but it basically we, we said like wishful though it said like they have like a bunch of stuff planned but it says it, the ghost of hope who we know is usually a pretty reliable um leaker mm-hmm. it said an employee got fished and future content schedule has been leaked i've only seen up to season four from a tweet but some are claiming content up to a year in advance has been leaked and then they tweeted the guy the same guy tweeted it looks as though the project name for 2023 call of duty led by sledgehammer games is leaked it's called project jupiter and then he said it seems to be set in the mw universe supposedly now like you said could have potentially you know be fake or whatever we don't know but Project Jupiter, I know I'm just wishful thinking that that means futuristic is jetpacks. We know it's not going to yeah. be. But wishful thinking. <laughs> um, but that's interesting. So a full leak, and it, it does seem to show that there's like an alpha and a beta, and that seems to be a fully separate title. So Hope it stays true somehow. Hopefully. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's talk about some matches from this previous weekend. Probably not going to do them all. I mean, there was a number of matches like a the Seattle versus Minnesota match where out of nowhere, Seattle just kind of came out and, you know, dominated them. The The hard point was close, but then, you know, just as we all expected, Seattle dominated a search online six, one. Yep. They, get, they got their first one. Uh, and then they three, on a, they three out on a fortress control as well, which is very, very difficult to do. That obviously means you have to win a um, minimum of one offense, which is, very hard to do on that map. One of the hardest things to do on any map in mode combo is win an offense uh, on Bagger Fortress Control. Yeah. So that one was a 3-0. Obviously, we had a series like Florida got double 3-0'd to now. I heard it on the flank. That's a 12-map losing streak for Florida. I think that's a CDL record. Jesus. That's just that's tough. Um, I guess we could address Florida a little bit. We don't really want to talk about those matches because they were also both like... They weren't like close 3-0s like... Florida got 6-2 in the search, 3-0 in the control, lost by 20. And the hard point against New York was close. Um, and against FaZe, they got absolutely body bagged by 75. And the hard point, 6-1 in the search and 3-0 in the control. So, I mean, they went 0-6 round count in control. And I think if I saw the other series right, they went, yeah, they went, what, 12 or 3-12 and 12 round count in search. Like, brutal weekend from them. Um yeah, they they got set up. Uh, f- first match they played against Phase, they got set up by that one. Yeah, and like that's the other thing I was gonna say is like, I'm not gonna go out and say like I actually did think this Florida roster has a decent amount of potential, and I actually still think compared to what they normally could get on this roster, considering we know they pay pretty close to the minimum, I still mm-hmm. think this roster has a pretty good amount of upside. Um, yeah, players aren't bad. I guess, you know, looking back, you're going to laugh when I say this, and I, I don't think it would make a difference, but, you know, the Major Maniac and Havoc connection might have been nice to have on this team for, for chemistry. Might have. Uh, with Major as the main AR, but obviously I don't, I don't think that just makes them like significantly better or anything, but um, I'm going to give Florida, you know what, I'm going to say 
this was a extremely rough weekend for them, but I'm going to give them a slight pass where I want to see them play this week is they do get a match against Boston and Seattle. You know, Seattle looked good this past week and Boston, you know, looks pretty good, but they're, they're beatable teams. Those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see how Florida does this week. I'm going to give them a slight pass because they did play the two champions from this year. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll give them a pass for now. But I'm like, I'm giving them a pass, but being cautious about them. Like, they could really suck, I guess. But I'm like willing to, you know, push on my judgment until next week when they get a little more time to practice together as a team and don't Mm -hmm. play arguably the two best teams. Yeah. I'll believe in fellow to rally the troops around. Yeah. Then, uh, New York gets back into form 2-0. and Hydra looks like a beast again. Kismet, you know, doing bulldog things. He's got Ben Janusin barking. Um, that clip is funny. If you haven't seen it, Aches was like I've on the flank. It. He was like, Aches was like on the flank. He's like, I, hey, I, I just got a picture of you that can like demonstrate. And it was like a little Yorkie barking. Um, <laughs> that was funny. But you know, New York 2-0 and on the weekend. Any thoughts on them? Seems like they're back in form after maybe just a, a rough travel day uh for them to major two yeah no looking good same old same old for now i mean they i expect them to you know unless weird things happen again i expect them to be in our top four conversation in the conversation to win every event for the foreseeable future this season yep i vegas. Fully agree vegas brock interesting weekend for them they come out and they, they beat la thieves one of the bigger upsets for that organization probably because LA Thieves yeah. you know, coming off the second place finish and the series started out. I was watching it and uh, I actually tuned into this map one. This is like one of the matches of the weekend I, I quick tuned into um, while I was busy uh, at the bachelor party and whew, they got smoked map one two real dropped his point five two and I was like, oh boy, he's back. People are going to start spamming point two real in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, then they came out. They did the classic. You know, they won the search and destroy despite TJ having that meme play where Clay like or not Clay um, Octane jumps right over him. Don't know how he doesn't see him. <laughs> he had to have been looking up at his mini map or something. I don't know. And you can see like Clay screaming that he just like jumped by you and then he dies and he had to have lost full. But hey, you know what? They pull uh, it out. Yeah, they pull it out and then they actually pull out a control and a hard point. So they win two respawns versus LAT. And in that map four hard point, got to give a shout out to Turiel. You know, he did struggle in the first one, but he dropped the 1.53 um, with good amount of damage. Was incredible on this map. Everybody on... Um, Vegas was very, very good in this map. They outslayed LAT um, by a wide margin, but still only won the game by 50. So maybe some fundamentals need to be cleaned up there. Um, but Vegas, a one-in-one weekend. Honestly, pretty solid because their weekend was tough. They did play Toronto in uh, the next match. And, you know, they were somewhat competitive in the second hard point. Kind of got smoked in the first one. Were able to win a search and, you know, played a tight control. So... Pretty competitive against Toronto overall, despite the hard points. Maybe being a little lopsided and we're able to stake out Thieves. So not a bad weekend from Toronto. Or not Toronto, sorry. Not a bad weekend from Vegas with two real in their first crack. Not bad. They needed a tease search. Good thing he didn't get dropped. Yeah, too bad they could not pick out Mr. Kremp. But you know, two real. We got to give him credit where credit's due. He did not have... He looked, um, he looked pretty, pretty good. Yeah, he didn't have the worst uh, weekend. We were obviously roasting him as were many people. But you know... KD isn't everything, but in terms of his KDs in series this weekend against LAT, he did have a 1.12, which was 0.01 behind Temp for mm-hmm. the highest in the team tied with Clay. And then against Toronto in a series that they lost, he had a 0.84. Um, not the best, but overall, they did get fried in hard points. So your KD is generally going to suffer. 
when you get fried yeah. in hard points. Um, he had exactly a point seven in both hard points, so obviously that's got to improve. But maybe it will over time. But he he did show more promise than you know we were probably First giving credit around. for. So yep. shout out to him. Facts. Uh, Little one's not bad though for yeah. Vegas Legion, especially considering that they went into the weekend playing Thieves and um, Phase. If you'd have told anybody that. Vegas was going to come out one and one on a weekend where they played Thieves and Phase. I think everyone would consider that a W. Uh, I wonder, is that the first time the Legion has beaten Thieves? Oh, I'm sure it is because the only like, like decent season Legion has had was like early MW and Thieves wasn't in the league then. So yeah. Yeah, it's probably got to be, or I, maybe not, but it's got to be at least pretty close. Um, yeah, probably. But yeah, basically, if you go into a weekend playing Thieves and Phase and come out one and one, Really, no matter who you are, it's probably considered a good weekend. So, yeah. very good weekend for Vegas, I would say. Let's um, go, Donnie. Yeah, the team that they played, though, uh, LA Thieves in that first match. Once again, interesting weekend for them. Obviously, we talked about all the drama with FaZe, who they beat 3-1, uh, but they lost <laughs> to Vegas. So, kind of a, a weird weekend. I would have never expected them to lose to Vegas, but beat Atlanta. Yeah, pretty uh, outline Thieves like to do that, though. It seems <laughs> The trend. Yeah, I will say though, the one thing that's a little scary for this uh, this series against Phase to me is the fact that um, you know Lat does handle the hard points pretty well. Which, regardless mm-hmm. of Phase having like a 500 record in hard point this year, they're a, they're a tough unit to beat in hard point. Like, yeah, um, they're just look at the players on the team. That's all I got to say. Tough team to beat in hard point. Um, I'm still concerned about their search, though. Like, this team's search and destroy has always been pretty poor. But, like, I don't know, man. Draza dropped a donut in that map two search. And I'm just a little bit concerned going forward because I I do think they're a very good respawn team. They, going back to last year, that was what the backbone of their team was built on is how good they were at hard point. Yep. But I'm just a little scared that, like, when it comes down to it, like, as you're making late runs, you're not going to be able to win every respawn. It's just not going to happen. And, like, they're just getting kind of bullied off in search. I'm a little worried that their search could come back to haunt them when not all the respawns are going their way. Yeah, like later down the road when it matters most, champs. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe a couple more teams we can mention. Obviously, we kind of talked about phase there, but uh, on the other side, you got Boston, hey, well, a 2-0 weekend for them. Um, yeah. Uh, what's how, before uh, Boston? I yeah. didn't realize uh, the Thieves egoed uh, child the LSU again on phase. They don't care. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, that's right, because FaZe had the massive comeback against them, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, FaZe, I'm pretty sure FaZe is that's, that's their best search and destroy. LSU. Oh, too. yeah, yeah, you're right. I was tripping. For some reason, I was mixing up uh, LSU and um, Bagra. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, you're talking... I always mix up El, uh, El Bagra and LSU for some reason. I just like mix them up in my head. But yeah, you're, you're talking about the search and destroy. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> That's just funny to me. Yeah. All right, let's go to Boston. 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 Yeah, Boston. A good weekend from them. Obviously, the the matches they had weren't, um, you know, the most tough matches. They they played against Toronto and London. You know, Toronto pretty good, but you know, kind of a, a new roster with Hixie coming in, mm-hmm. and London. You know, one of the weaker, if not the weakest team we've got here in the CDL. But, you know, regardless, by the way, we just like randomly just somehow left Breach versus London. Yeah. On our predictions last week, we just like were putting them down, just like missed that match. And it's unfortunate because we're not going to go back and like score it. Because I know I went to pick Boston 3-2. I probably picked them 3-1. 
I mean, I think you said you probably would have picked him three zero or three one as well. So neither of us would have got map count right. It would have just not really changed the score much. So we're just going to take the L, and it's unfortunate because we both would have gotten the match right. So mm-hmm. would have got some points for it. But Boston two zero on the weekend with uh, the new roster. That's good to see, regardless of who you're beating and how the wins come. Um, wins a win, and it's good to see them go two and zero. I think it was kind of a grueler. Yeah, Beans had a, had a rough series KD wise against uh, Toronto. He had a point six eight. Still able to take a. Hard point and a control as well as the search, though, after losing map one. And then in that second series, I don't even know what Beans had overall, because like I said, I was not able to catch a ton of the action in the earlier days. Yeah, Beans with a 1.32. And an incredible amount of damage, most in the lobby by a decent margin. So pretty nice yeah. series out of him there. Yeah, we you know what Beans is. Pretty pretty solid and good, good challenger player. Yep. Uh, and Boston could... broke the curse. Yeah. One and six now in this game five. Yeah, they finally <laughs> iced up. People were making fun of Zinni for, you know, maybe not having the ice, but yeah, I don't know. Is there any other teams we want to mention before we do predictions? You know, Rocker with an 0 2 weekend. They got dominated by Surge. Surge finally won a Surge and Destroy. Um, they're just so weird that Rocker we're talking about. Could they, you know, use that momentum from this past weekend to, you know, turn up and help them out? And of course, Instead of turning up and having it help them out, they go 0-2. Um, London loses again. Not really shocking there. But yeah, yeah. overall, a pretty good pretty good weekend of matches. Uh, we learned a lot about some teams. You know, maybe have to kind of wait and see if Mutineers can break this record streak of loss, uh, losses on maps in a row. Yeah, if they need to do something. They'll, come, they'll bounce back next week. Trust. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. They get... Not the most impossible week. They do play, you know, two more beatable teams. So we'll see about that. But let's jump into predictions. Um, going Ooh. back to last week, like we said, obviously, we for some reason just missed that London versus Boston match. So we don't have that prediction in here. But, you know, it was a rough start for me. I went 0-3 on uh, Friday. And like I said, we missed that match on um, Saturday. So we only had the three predictions. I went 3-for-3 three three in terms of winners on Saturday and then won the first two as well. Mm-hmm. on sunday and then you know got the atlanta over lat prediction wrong and overall we ended up what i had five right and you had six right with one correct map count however you wagered your points on the right things and the right amounts because uh, basically all the ones that you lost you put the minimum amount of points on and you finished with nine points i finished with three yeah that's like your first lead of the entire season Except, no, you had a lead after week one. You had a lead after week one of major one. This is your first lead since week one of major one. Yeah, I've been putting my head down grinding, you know. <laughs> yeah, so let's see. Let's see if you can hang on to it. I went bold. I picked a lot opposite of you. You know, this week I got to lock in. Got to get these matches right. And um, there's there's definitely, I, I see, you know, the second match of, of Friday seems to be a pretty good toss-up. I would say, honestly, I would say the first three on Saturday, I think could be toss up type matches. And then even yeah. going into Sunday, you know, London versus LAG, Minnesota versus Optic, even Florida versus Seattle. There's a lot of toss up type matches that we could split on this week. Yeah, I definitely agree. Let's, you know, let's let's get into it. Um, I'm interested to see where we're going to go, see if we'll split. I'm going to pull up some team stats here on the side so i can kind of look at, at matt Fitos as we go but um yeah let's do it let's dive into predictions first match maybe a little bit of easier one atlanta versus london i get the four point advantage this week for the first time i mm-hmm. can actually veto you if you pick somebody i want to for four points um 
later on. But yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do our predictions. Same thing as always. If you guys haven't listened to the predictions before, we pick the team, pick the series count, and then we either put one or two confidence points on it. So basically, um, we get it right. Uh, and we put two points on it. We gain two points in the standings. If we get it wrong, we lose those two points. So it's kind of like a, a wager and amount. And then once a week, we can put four points on one single team to win. And that can help juice up your score a little bit. So Atlanta versus London, Brock, who are you going with in this one? Uh, I'd be pretty shocked if you go London. I will go with the London. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Atlanta. Wild. Atlanta. I want to say 3-0, but I'm going to say 3-1. And how many points are you putting on that? Um, Let's see. I would do the four unless you veto it. I am probably going to veto it just because I think there are so many tosses. Okay. I'll do two. And then. I also think that Atlanta, you could put four on them because they maybe play our bottom two teams this week. Yeah. So I want to veto you from using it on them in the other match, too. That's fair. Because <laughs> obviously, that's also a rule. Like, if somebody picks um, a team, the other person can't use that team on that, on that week. Mm-hmm. So like since I'm using Atlanta this week, Brock can't use them at all. And Atlanta basically has two guaranteed wins in my eyes or like what should be guaranteed wins. So I want to make Brock think and have to, you know, make a harder pick. So you can put two points on it in a three one. Um, I do that. But I'm going to put four points on this and I'm going to go three. Oh, it's essentially what is probably our best team versus I, I mean, I'm not going to say they're our best team, but you know, they're probably our best team or right up there. Like top two, um, versus what's probably our worst team right now. I would say in London, probably the worst team. They could yeah. change, but you know, it's probably the worst team in the game. So it, it seems like a pretty good pick to put four points on. I'm going to land a three. Oh, one gets someone, get us team some help. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not wrong there. That's, that's, that's a fact. Um, now more of a toss up match Toronto versus optic. Um, We've seen these teams kind of go back and forth. Obviously, Toronto beat them on land with Scump earlier in the year, but Optic has since gotten them back. Where are you going with this one? To me, this is this is a tight series. We we didn't get to see uh, a ton out of uh, Mr. Dan Ghosty. I guess that is one team we didn't really talk about. Um, Texas. Optic this past weekend, you know, Ghosty had a pretty decent series, but, you know, the man of the match really was Hook with that 14-1 and map 5. Yeah, he was, um, he blacked out literally in game five. Yeah, Mr. Dan Ghosty finished the point nine three, the solid amount of damage. He basically had an Ender series stats wise. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um did have a good map one though, eighteen and twelve, and then in the search and destroy was okay. In the control, had a decent map, you know, HP uh and map four wasn't the best, and then it was the hook show, uh map five, fourteen and one. But yeah, yep. Dan Ghosty had a decent series, you know, like I said, his stats were very Ender like. Um which is interesting, but you know we got sure we got is. optic for Toronto. Um, I'll let you give your prediction. I'm gonna kind of look at some some map sets for these teams. All right, I I'm gonna pick Toronto here. Toronto three to two. All right. I don't I'm hate it. Put one point on it. Yeah, this seems like a, a one point waiting to happen kind of series because these teams are very very close. Um, so you said Toronto three two. Yep. And one point. All right. Got that down for you. I'm kind of looking at map sets for these teams. Like, I, I'm a little bit nervous about picking this one because I like I never know where to go with these teams. Toronto Optic, it seems like they've had so many battles over the years. And Toronto especially had their number in, like, Cold War. 
And every time I would end up going to pick um, Toronto to win, they would somehow, that'd be the one they'd lose, and I'd pick Optic, and then Optic would lose, and I, I couldn't get this this matchup right. For whatever reason, um, in terms of Search and Destroy, though, Toronto specifically likes to pick Fortress uh, and Mercado, and um, Optic also doesn't mind Fortress and Mercado, so I think those could be our two maps. Um, but when you're looking at uh, S&D Vetoes, Toronto likes to take out Embassy, um, and Optic likes to pick Embassy, so I think Embassy will be taken out. I think we're looking at potentially playing like a, a Fortress and um, Mercado S&Ds, which I don't know how I feel about that for either team. I don't know that that is a significant advantage. <clears throat> um, in terms of HP, Optic's pretty across the board spread out. Like They have five Embassy Vetoes and Hardpoint, five in Mercado, um, five, mm-hmm. uh, three Fortress, three Hotel. They're overall pretty split while Toronto likes to veto Embassy. Um, Hydro and Fortress loves to play Hotel and Mercado. So honestly, I think we'll probably see um, Hotel and Mercado in there for Hardpoint. So this is this is an interesting series because their map vetoes don't necessarily like line up crazy. They seem to veto the same maps like relatively often. So their maps line up. It might be kind of an Ego Chally type series. Mostly because I want to be different on the standings. I think I'm going to take Optic here because I think this is a true toss-up. Um, I'm going to go 3-2 really as well and put one point on it because I think it's 50-50 and I want to be different than you. I've got to make up some points now. Yep. I... Fair. All right. Let's do... Let's do LAG versus Boston now. The last match of uh, Friday, excuse me. Um... Man, um, are you gonna go with your boys? Hmm. My boy RCDs. No, Maybe they Jody Sieves. Oh man, this is such a like. Yeah, let's do it. You're gonna go with them. Three-one. Lag RCD pop off. All right. All right. Are you gonna put one point, two points, four points? Uh, I'm trying to look. I'll put up two points. Two points. You're gonna put faith in your boys. Uh, I'm gonna go opposite of you. Exact map count and everything. Boston three one. This is kind of a the guys that you like to have faith in this year versus the guys that for some reason I definitely just like chose to have faith in. <laughs> I'm gonna go the exact opposite though. You picked LAG three one with two points. I'm gonna pick Boston three one with two okay. points. I don't. Know, I liked what I saw out of Boston this week. They took out Toronto and London, and I think that they're going to continue to improve with beans and until lag makes a change i just don't see the ceiling on this team being that high i just don't think the assault and rcd's duo has a very high ceiling i want to see gunless i've said it a million times i want to see gunless in there with the chemistry with rcd's i want to see him in there instead of assault to play that second ar or flex role i just don't have a ton of faith Mm -hmm. the way the lag roster is currently constructed i just i don't know i I think it's got a very low ceiling uh, and I think the Boston roster, on the other hand, has a pretty high ceiling. So I like to put my faith in them. Wait, maybe uh, LAG can smoke Ill- Illy? I mean, they definitely have the money. They're like the richest team in the league in terms of like ownership. Um, so maybe they could, but also I don't know that Illy really moves the needle on that team for me. Because I think what that team needs is I just think they need a little bit more slaying. Yeah. I think talent-wise, they just get out slayed. And I, I think Illy's a good player. I think he brings a lot to a lot of teams. But I don't know that Illy brings what that team needs because Illy's not like a heavy slayer. 
It's more of the yeah. you know S and D strategist and stuff like that. I think um, Illy fits more on a team like we've said it a million times. Seattle, if he could take over the main AR role, he's already got guys like Mac and Pred and Sib that can go slay out, and he nope can just done. be more of the the gap filler. You know, the dirty work, the S and D shot caller, like which they really need. Illy just yeah. makes so much sense in that Seattle roster, but I don't know that he makes as much sense on LAG for me just because I think he's an upgrade over assault, obviously, but he doesn't really upgrade them like, where they need to upgrade in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but he is probably an upgrade nonetheless. Um, and they got the cash, uh, NYSL versus Toronto Brock first match of Saturday. This is another, another tough one to predict. Um, I go first in this one though. Cause yep. Maybe you go first enough. I like NYSL in this matchup. Um, and I think I'm going to say this is another 3-1. Could definitely see this going 5, but for whatever reason, I really like New York in the the respawns. I think they're pretty easily able to take at least one of the HPs in the control. Um, and then I'll just take my chances that they're able to win either the other respawn and win three respawns or win the search. Uh, so I'm going to go 3-1 New York. going to put... Screw it. I'm going to go a little bold. I'm going to put two points in this one as well. I really think that New York is potentially our best team uh, in the game up there, you know, with the likes of FaZe and those boys. So I like New York in this one, 3 1. I am also taking New York, but 3 to 2. And I'll just put one point on it. All right. Um, Taco's just better. Yeah. This, this New York team, like Hydra, arguably the best player in the game, you know, Kismet. Kismet might be like, in terms of like having a defined role and hitting that role, Kismet might be like the best that like he is so good at what he does mm-hmm. for the um, team. And when they need to, Priest and guys can turn up the dial, turn up the speed, and turn up the slang power. So yeah, this team, this team is incredible. Um, yep. I'm, I'm really looking at them to have like a, a bounce back type of stage after they had you know maybe not the the placing they wanted. Um, at yeah. The previous major, I'm looking for this to be a big big bounce back stage for them. So I like New York three one as well. Um, and you like them 3-2, obviously, but Toronto's a good team, so can't sleep on them. Sure, it is tough to pick. Tough to, tough yeah. to pick both. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we got Seattle versus LAT. Another really good matchup to me. Um, I know a lot of people don't have faith in Seattle, but I don't know. I, I like the Seattle team. Um, we can. You want me to go first, or you want to go this one? I'll go first. This just seems like a, such a trap game for me. Like, if I pick LA Thieves, they're just going to lose. Because that's how LA Thieves is day-to-day uh, online Call of Duty for them. They're not yeah. always locked in. and they're You never trust updating. them online. I know. Even Octane sent his interviews. Like, you know, we said, like, you know, Shane, our coaches, you know, has to get us locked in for these matches. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not what you're going to want to hear. <laughs> yeah, you need somebody else to lock you in. It's not, not the best thing to hear. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Seattle 3-1. to one. God, two, I two thought I was going to get an opposite pick because I want to go <laughs> Seattle on this one too. It it just see it just seems like a, such a trap game for me to if I pick LATs. Did you say Seattle three one with uh, two points? Okay. Yep. I also want to pick Seattle on this one. I was hoping you'd pick LAT because I don't know. I just like the Pred and Sib show might be back. They might be realizing that hey, we we're not making a rush change. We got to make things work for at least this season, then we can move on. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go Seattle as well. I want to go 3-2 because of how close I think this is, but that means I'm relying on Seattle to not only win a search, but win a game five search. And I can't trust that. So I'm also going to go Seattle 3-1. I think maybe they do win the map two search and lose the map one hard point, or maybe they lose the control. I see. I can really see a world where this goes map five, 
but I mm-hmm. literally cannot bring myself because I could see Seattle winning map one um, and map four winning like both hard points or winning map one and map three um, or map three, map four, whatever. I could see them winning any combination of two respawns and then losing the search, losing one of the other respawns and then going map five. But I really want to pick Seattle win this and I just cannot trust them to win a search and destroy or a map five. So I'm going to take Seattle three one. I'm going to say they lose, I don't know, the map two or map three. Um, and they win three one, but I'm going to only put one point on it because at the end of the day, it is still Seattle and they're hard to trust. Yeah, but they but they do have the Iceman for game five. Maybe bring yeah, back out. That hasn't helped them in search and this year so far. Maybe uh, he's back. But yeah, maybe. Um, Boston, Florida. This one's maybe a little tough because, like we said, we're not fully ready to just like destroy Florida like everybody else is. Like I still think there's like a glimmer of hope for them. So I don't know uh, where are you where are you leaning for Boston versus Florida. There is hope for Florida, and I will be picking Florida three to two game five. One point only. Florida over Boston three two one point. Okay. Um, I don't hate it. I also kind of wanted to maybe potentially pick Florida in an upset this weekend. However, I don't think it's going to be this one. I think I'm going to take Boston. I'm also going to go with a three, two though. I think Florida gets back on track in terms of, you know, actually being competitive and winning some maps. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put two points on this one. Cause I do like the Boston squad as everybody knows, but I'm going to go Boston three, two, two points. I, I think Florida maybe makes this tough, makes this tight series. And we see the havoc and capsule duo making moves in the map. And I think, the Havoc Capsule Duo is going to win them a map. I don't know what map it's going to be, but I think they're going to like pop off in, in one of the respawns or something and you know, kind of be the reason they win the map, and we're going to see the potential of this team to maybe make some noise, but not going to happen this series in particular, and Boston wins 3-2. Yeah. Then we've got Vegas versus Atlanta. You've got your four-point left still. It's got to come out here at some point coming up. Can't be in this match, though, um, unless you're picking yeah. Vegas for four points. <laughs> Wouldn't that be um, something? <laughs> yeah it would be something um you know it feels like i've picked two three ones in a three two in this day so it should be a three oh because it's always at least one three oh every day it seems but for whatever reason in vegas versus atlanta i just think like atlanta's gonna do what they normally do when they're playing teams that they're clearly superior to this year is maybe start a little slow maybe you know lose the map two i still think they'll take map one i'm gonna say vegas you know takes map two then i'm gonna say i don't know where vegas punches them in the mouth and takes the control somehow some way and goes up 2-1, and then phase wins two straight. And phase wins 3-2. I'm going to still put two points on it, because it's still, at the end of the day, phase versus Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to put max points on phase, because the odds they lose probably seem to be very low. But I'm going to just say it's going to be a 3-2, just because I think Vegas could catch them off guard and, you know, be more competitive than they're expecting. Yeah. Um, Has Vegas ever beaten Atlanta? I don't think so, right? Um... I don't think so. I think there was like the one major where they got like really close. If I'm thinking of it right, or they played them tight. I could be completely lying, but I don't think. Actually, did they beat them once in Cold War? I don't know. I'm gonna make maybe see if I can find a site and do research. You you make your pick. Give us some analysis on why you're doing it, um, and then I'm gonna look it up. All right, my my nest my analysis is Atlanta's gonna. <laughs> Be winning this this series. First off, three to one. My boy T's gonna go off game two, put his team on his back, probably drop fifteen kills somehow, and go crazy. And then Atlanta just team rolls and responds because 
they're just way more talented than the Vegas Legion is. Yeah, I mean, you are not Simple wrong. That. <laughs> you are not wrong. I'm trying to find this somewhere. I swear to you, at one point, Vegas had one more in them to beat Atlanta. I swear, I'm looking it up right now. I swear to you, at one point, they lost in like Cold War in like an online match or something. They beat them. Is this Cold War? 3 2. They beat Paris Legion here. I think that was Cold War. They beat them 3 0 here. They beat them 3 1 here. Beat them 3 2 there. I'm all the way back to the days where the Huntsman, they beat them 3 0 there. Beat them. 3-1. Yeah, um, from what I'm seeing, this quick glance over of their all-time record, I don't think they've uh, ever lost to the Legion. That could be wrong, but I don't know. For some reason, I have this memory in my head of Legion beating them. I don't know why, but from my, I could have missed it in my quick glance over, but I didn't see anywhere where it said it. But you picked phase, what was the score? Phase 3-1. to one. PJ gets you the search, and then they get rolled and respawns. <laughs> and two points on that? Uh, yes, two points. That probably seems like the most likely outcome, either a 3-0 or a 3-1, or probably the most likely outcomes, but I'm going to get weird with it and say Atlanta 3-2, like I said. Um, moving maybe on to I'm... Sunday, though. Oh, you got something else on that series? I said, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 2 real just drops a 2.0 versus FaZe. Who knows? A 2.0 real instead of 0.2 real? Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be, that would be something. That would be a, a coming out party back on the scene if he drops a 2.0 versus Simpin' Up Easy. <laughs> um, but moving on to Sunday. Kind of the stinker match of the the week. I know you don't like to hear that with your boys playing in it, but London versus LAG. Um, the two Man. bottom feeders battling it out. I know. Who who wants it more? LAG wants it more. All oh, I gotta say, yeah. I'll say three to, uh, three to three to two. LAG <laughs> comes out game five ice. Or sees assault, you know, doing the thing. Go to see drops like twelve though in the search, Ugh. and I'm, I'm putting four points on it. Good lord, this is a swing match. Um, uh, I want to make it a swing match and pick London just for fun, but I can't do it because I do think LAG is actually going to win. I'm also going to say it's going to be three two. I think they're going to have the game five. I think they went like a six four map five. Um, mm-hmm. I'm only going to put one point on it though because this is like two teams that I have zero faith in and want to put zero faith in, and I'm forced to put my faith in one of them. Um, <laughs> so I said LAG 3-2, only putting one point on this one because yikes. Uh, I do like guys like Scraps and Asim. I think they could grind it out and get this team a win in a series like this, but at the end of the day, LAG has at least shown flashes of being like really good in one game mode. Like At times, they've been really good at hard point, and I like the players on their team to ice up, so I'll take them to win, but I don't feel good about it. Um, this is a pretty, pretty much a toss-up series to me, and not for a good reason. Yeah, I gotta say about LAG, they really dropped the ball, letting go hook like that after the first major. It's yeah, it's just, them. I don't know, it's so weird. Hooks is such a weird player because we went from like you know him bursting out of the seat in AW, and everybody said he's one of the best players, to him having to go to Halo because of the age restriction, mm-hmm. and then he came back in World War II and he formed with classic uh, Temp and Slasher, which was like a remake of an AW team that was like you know, finishing top two, top three in like every event and looked really good. And then that team kind of bottoms out and, you know, he goes to um, BO4 where he doesn't see nearly the success um, people are expecting either. 
mm-hmm. um, on that NV squad where he like teamed up with the world champs. Remember they like picked up the EG and, squad. Yeah. Um, and then they just added them to hook and that team sucked. And, you know, he didn't see the the success that he was hoping for in black ops four transfers to splice for champs. And, you know, he has the famous clip of him whiffing like every tempest shot. Um, yeah, lucky. They get eliminated. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, goes to MW, obviously that's a good year for him. Uh, Gets back on track, so. wins it all, wins a world championship. You know, kind of has the falling out with Krim the next year in Cold War. After after stage one of Cold War, when he was like an MVP candidate, it's like things have fallen off. He goes on a million different teams, randomly wins major two last year when we're in attendance, and yeah. goes off. But like, yeah, I'd agree. Kind of dropped the ball. Maybe they would be able to keep him, yeah, pair him up, him pick up gunless, just do it. I've been begging you. Well, we've been begging, but you know, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't equated to much. Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll see. This is this is a, the stinker series of the week. This toss up. Yep. Minnesota versus Optic Brock. Oh man, I feel like this one seems like it could be close, just because Minnesota is so hit or miss. But the answer seems to be right in front of our face. Like Minnesota is inconsistent and has been playing well. And Optic overall just finished top four and looked pretty good in their last series as a team, and only get more practice. Like this team, this. Match should be staring us in the face, in my opinion, and should have Optic written all over it. So I'm going to look at what's staring me in the face, and I'm going to pick Optic 3-0. Oh. Um, and I'm okay. going to put two points on it, and I'm ready for them to get 3-0'd by Minnesota and Minnesota to <laughs> dominate them like they did at the last major because it seems it seems like it should be straightforward, and I was going to overcomplicate it, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say that Optic is just going to come out, and they're going to beat the brakes off them 3-0, and I'm prepared to be so wrong. All right. Um, before you said through, I was thinking Texas is gonna win, but I don't know really, really know what the map map set would be like. But I'm gonna take three to one. Three Texas. to one, Texas. I'll put I'll put one point on it. I'm going a little conservative on me. You got a lot more one points than me this week. You're trying to you're trying to hold that lead. Actually, you don't have that many more one points than me. Only have one more. I lied. Attach um, is gonna get you that one. That is true. Attach is it's tough to throw that guy. He always gets you one. Yeah, always gets a slice of the pie. That's the meme. Maybe Minnesota um, pulled the SAE three zero. Yeah, a little history here, a little rivalry match. I saw <laughs> like a funny beef. clip. Of them. I saw a funny clip of them saying like they wouldn't warm him up or something because oh, I did see that. Like the SAE, that was funny. Um, last match, Brock, Florida versus Seattle, the battle of like the C teams. Um. We got the two like ocean teams, the Mutineers versus the Surge. This actually like I, of all the matches this weekend, there's a lot of good ones. I mean, I'm obviously really looking forward to both of the Optic matches. I mean, versus Minnesota and Toronto, some teams they have some some demons against. Obviously, yep. Toronto dominated them in Cold War, and then we all know what Minnesota did to them, Mister Accuracy in Cold War. Oh um, yeah. So, quite the interesting matches for Optic. I'm intrigued to watch both those. I actually am very intrigued to watch as odd as it sounds, both Florida matches. Because I really like watching Boston. I want to see how they progress. So the Boston versus Florida match, extremely interested in that. I'm also interested to watch Seattle versus Florida because interested to see if Seattle can keep it up. Um, or if, you know, Florida can maybe bounce back. But I'm interested to watch they can bounce back against, you know, better teams. But mm-hmm. excited overall to see this weekend. And our last match is Florida versus Seattle. Um I go first. Okay. This is this is like such like a Seattle thing to do. Just, just lose three to one. Actually, not yeah. three to one. Three zero. 
Heck 3-0 yeah. Seattle, you're saying? 3-0 Florida. Oh, Florida, I misheard you. Yeah, 3-0 Florida. It just seems like a Seattle thing to do after the, to the you know, getting back on track. Just, I'll put two points, too. Two points on Florida. I really wanted to pick them as well in the series. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to say they have the map five eyes. I like the search and destroy players better. Mm-hmm. Only going to put one point on it, though. But going to say Florida 3-2 with one point. Good old big cap. All right. Um, that's it for predictions, though. You got anything else before we wrap this one up? Um, not rooting. Not, no, not really. All right. Then that's going to do it for this one. I don't have anything else either. We get you out of here in under an hour. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Drop a follow, drop a five star review on the audio platforms if you're able to on there. Um, we really appreciate you guys watching. We know it's kind of getting to the slower time of the CDL season for viewership and everything, but mm-hmm. any support you guys offer is greatly appreciated. So drop your comments down below. We'd love to read them and interact with them. Um, that's going to do it for this one. And we will see you guys next week with more reactions and predictions and news and everything. So thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one.